Welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast with your hosts, the Brothers Newland. Now, let's talk toys. everybody i'm michael (laughs) and i'm andrew and uh this week well welcome to the toy rewind podcast uh this is just a place where the three of us like to get together and talk about toy lines or things from our childhood um episode 110 or sorry episode 110 not 1010 um that's not right (laughs) Um, it yeah. is one ten. I was thinking it was one. It's one ten. Awesome. This is this is one ten. Um, and right. this week, this week uh, we 10, are 10. rewinding back to nineteen seventy nine to get an amazing pixelated look at the Atari console, which is why Michael decided to start off our week with uh, a little a little pong. How'd, how'd you get nineteen seventy nine out of that? It goes further um, than that. It's. 1972. That's the 2600. Huh? 2600. No, nah, it's still older than that. I got 79. That's what I saw. Uh, 2600 came out in 1977. It's the same age as I am. Um, it says 79 on what I'm reading. Yeah, see, there you go. So maybe, so whatever. We're going back to the 70s. We're talking about Atari, and we're going to talk about the, <laughs> the Atari co- company, Atari Corporation, Incorporated. Um, Atari games, they're known by 17 million different things because they can't keep their mind straight. Uh, but the important thing <laughs> is we're talking about Atari, and for that, we have this. There it is. We're going to talk over this the whole time. <laughs> it's like we were in Marble Madness. Is it loud enough for everybody to hear? I'm, I'm going to turn it down yes. just a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit, so... Yeah, it should be good. All right. If, if, if it's just kind of like uh, video game music is what's in yep. the background. If you can't hear it, just in case. It, it gets faster and faster, though. It does. It gets faster and faster. And if you feel like you need to talk faster and faster, it's because you feel like you're about to roll off the course because this is, yeah. <coughs> All right. That's, that's how video games work. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, All right. Before we get sorry, um, I'm lost. We were already talking about things. I'm already lost. John, uh, do your thing. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing when you said that. I was doing your beeping, Michael. Your Beep. video froze up too, just like the game. Beep. Oh, did it, did it really? <laughs> yeah, it did. So, that was, was my, my pong. I could hear you, but imitation was... what that was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did really good. I know I don't have the best video anyway. So, if you're looking, if you're watching the YouTube, just uh, like you just my, froze up again. My videos, you. Right. So. All right. All so, right. Uh, ahead, check our website over at toyrewindpodcast.com or over at crossthestreamsmedia.com. Leave us a voicemail if you go to crossthestreamsmedia. Uh, How do you do that? To hear them. You go to the bottom and hit the little microphone deal and you can leave the voicemail. You know what we need to okay. do? We need to ask somebody who leaves us voicemails all the time to record us a little thing to be like, hey, here's how you do it. I do it all the time. <laughs> I'll get with Larry, see if he can see if he's going to record something for us. It was Larry. Yeah, uh, their great. last, the latest episode of SDS Guys, he actually, he did mention us in our, our Guts uh, episode too. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, oh, Larry. Cool. Appreciate it. Appreciate yet. the yeah. shout out there. Yeah, yes, we're still you. going. I know his, his list is dwindling of podcasts that he does at the end of the show. 
So, but uh, we're still on there. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Somebody's still there. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, go you ahead. can always e- yeah. You can email us at toy Re- toy rewind podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, look us up on Insta- Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. It's all Toy Rewind Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Toy Rewind Podcast. Uh, and of course, if you want to play a game, go to podcastbingo.com backslash Toy Rewind. Play a little bingo game while you listen to us. And let us know if you get anything or not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yes. So that is, that's all the good stuff. Um, Sorry, the music keeps getting a little louder. We're going to go as long as we can with it. Um, There's something else. I feel like there was something else. Um, I don't know. We're just, we're just going to roll. We're going to roll with this. We're going to rewind. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some Tari because I feel like we've got a good episode here. So uh, Michael, you ready? Yeah, let's, let's go for it. Since we don't have, we can't think of what else we're supposed to do next. (laughs) All right. Let's 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 rewind and get into it. There we go. Okay, all right. So, founded in 1972 uh, by Nolan uh, Bushnell and Ted Dabney, uh, Atari is largely largely responsible for the arcade games and video game consoles uh, that we know now. You know, for for the whole video game through the 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, they're they're the ones that kind of got got everybody started on it and and grew it. And then other companies and consoles came out and and got bigger. But um, Atari is the kind of like the the godfather of video games, um, put it that way. Um, So the the word Atari comes from the the ancient Chinese board game Go, um, in which the name means I'm about to win. Um, it's similar to uh, saying checkmate if you're in chess, playing chess. Uh, so that's it. Uh, so that's an Atari. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I mean, it's like saying Uno when you've got the last Uno card, you know. Um, so that's kind of what Atari means in that the Chinese game. So interesting. Uh, so Dabney had created a new technology called uh, a spot motion circuit, um, which meant uh, that programs uh, did not, they didn't need an ex- expensive computing units uh, and allowed for the, the creation of a video game um, cabinets. So if you're looking at your arcade, arcade games, um, so his, his technology was able to make those smaller where you can just put it in like a cabinet and you can play the game uh, and and it didn't need this huge computer thing. Because uh, back then, computers were pretty good size. You know, starting with 50s, 60s, if you ever seen one, they're, they're huge. They're, they're the size of a room. Uh, and then they started shrinking, you know, starting in the 60s. Uh, all this technology and stuff started getting better and better. And, and those those started shrinking and getting smaller. And then it you know, now we've got uh, a million times more in our, our cell phones, you know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so his his technology was able to where you can you can make a video game and not need as much computing uh, stuff that you need in there to um, to do that. So and you can just build a big cabinet around it and set it up there. 
and uh, they were into uh, getting into this where you use coin-operated uh, video games, stuff, uh, uh, arcade games is what that is. So, uh, so a newcomer to Atari in 1972 was was uh, Alan Alcorn. Um, he was introduced to Dabney's game. Uh, computer science, which that technology he used, he used to make, uh, or computer space, sorry, is the name of the game. So they introduced uh, Alan Alcorn to this game, and he was uh, he was put on a, he was assigned a project as a test to see if he can make it better than what it was. So the project uh, was finished, it took him a few months, he finally finished it, and it resulted in the game named Pong. So everybody knows Pong. Pong it was like one of the very first uh, first games. So the the game was originally not intended to be released publicly, but the guys, everybody who worked for Atari at that time enjoyed the game so much that it, it became their flagship title. So uh, the uh, fun fact about this, Atari didn't have the patent to Pong until until the game had been released. Uh, so that allowed other companies that were getting into uh, the video game type stuff like that uh, to make a copy of it, to, to make their their versions of it. Um, and, and they had all kinds of different uh, imitations and stuff like that. And then uh, also Magnavox had a game uh, called Table or Tennis Table, uh, which was similar to the way Pong worked, but it was a little bit different. Uh, but Magnavox accused Atari of ripping off their game, so they sued um, Atari. But Atari, they, they didn't want to do all the legal stuff, so they just settled out of court and said, okay, whatever. And then they went on to, to come up with more uh, more different, different games and, and stuff like that. So, uh, but they did have a lot of, uh, a Pong was was put out there for uh to be put into bars and stuff like this where people paid whatever it was a i don't know if it was a quarter back then but uh but the but the reason they didn't get as much as that was atari wasn't set up to to be able to send people out to collect the money so they didn't make much money off of that and the bar and the places that had it made made more money than, than atari did off of it but uh so, but the, uh, but it, 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 that's what started the whole company there. Uh, so Atari set out to create new games. And during the first couple of years, uh, Atari, uh, of Atari, they, they employed a couple other uh, future computer big names. If you've heard of the guy named Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, Wozniak, Wozniak. Uh, those two guys. Yeah, Wozniak. Uh, I don't know. They're just they just says two big names in computers. So, uh, but they did. They worked for they worked for for Atari for for like a like a year or two, um, and then they went on to do their own thing. So, uh, but during during that time they were there, you know, they came up with uh, games such as Breakout, Space Race, uh, Tank, and then Gotcha. Those are the some of the names that came out during the first couple of years. Um, so by 1974, Atari was beginning to spread kind of too thin with its international expansion. They started going international and then placing, and then they placed too much faith in a, 
an arcade game named uh, Grand Track 10. Uh, so they, they were starting to spread themselves kind of thin. Um, but then they had uh, the games like uh, Tank and these others. Um, it kind of kept them afloat just enough to, to keep on going. Um, they, uh, so 1976, uh, Atari was actually purchased by Warner Communications uh, for $28 million. So that, that really put a lot of money into the company there, having a big uh, a corporation behind them like that. Uh, so, so up to this point, Atari was mostly, uh, like I said, coin-operated arcade games. Uh, but did release a home version of Pong for the 1975 Christmas season that was exclusively through, you can only buy it through Sears. That's the only place you could find it. Um, they didn't sell much of them, but they did. They sold a little bit of them. Um, and then um, the uh, uh, it, it kind of got, got, got the name out there into the households where you can actually, you have a, a game console at home. The only problem was you only had you paid a lot of money for it, and it only had Pong. So uh, I know back then Pong was exciting. Now, if you have it now, it's compared to all these other games, it's it's really boring. So, but it, it was kind of kind of exciting for them back then. Um, so uh, I think I know where you're talking about the 2600, where you're seeing a later date on that. Um, because in 1977, uh, a year after Water Communications took over the Atari, uh, took over Atari, um, the Atari VCS was released, which is the Atari Video Computer System. Um, it is also the same thing as the Atari 2600, uh, but they just called it the VCS before they added that number, the 2600, to it. So that's, I think that's why you didn't see it from 77 you saw it only in 79 because they they later named it that so uh so this system took a while to catch on because earlier game systems such as pong like i just said was just one game uh, for a high price but then when people caught on that the atari vcs had a new technology uh to be able to switch out games with other games uh the system started catching on so they, they came up with the idea of doing the, the cartridge uh, for each game, and you could just plug it in, play a game, and you pull it out, you put another game in there, you play something completely different. Uh, so this was uh, the Atari VCS was $199 at the time, uh, and the system included a console, two joysticks, two paddles, uh, and the game Combat. So I don't know if you two remember playing combat when we had Atari, but played it quite a bit. I, I remember combat, but only because I've seen some videos and like remember the play. But actually, yeah, we we have, yeah. yeah the uh, the tanks we would roll all over the place and shoot each other, and then yeah, we'd get get angry because somebody kept coming up behind us shooting us. So and spinning right. us across the screen. Uh, yeah. Andrew, so how much, uh, Andrew? Real quick. Uh, before John says that, can you look up how much $199 is in, in today's money? That was uh, what year? What I was okay. going to ask. <laughs> that was 19, uh, 1977. 1977. $199, $199 in 1977. What is it today? Let's so, see. Uh, 
So a bunch of money. Whew. Care to how, take much, a guess? how much? How much? How much? Twelve hundred dollars. A little south of that. You're looking at nine hundred seventy-four dollars and sixty-three cents. So just uh, under a thousand for just under a thousand uh, for this Atari system. Yeah. Um, and and when it first came out, there was uh, I don't remember how many games it said it had, but it had seven, nine games. I can't remember that they had ready for it when they put it out. So, um, and it was just Atari only games. Um, later on, they they came out with other games by other uh, other manufacturers. You know, um, I think you know they had later on. It was Activision and uh, Nintendo actually had a few games in there uh, that they got for the Atari system and stuff like that in the early '80s. Before Nintendo actually came out with their own game, their own the Nintendo Entertainment System. So. Um, but uh, a couple of things. Just as soon as the Atari 2600 started to ship, uh, they started development on the successor uh, of it because it, it was thought that the, only, the 2600 only had like a three-year lifespan. So by the time three years was up, people were ready for something else um, and something bigger and better uh, is what they were thinking. So, But uh, midway during the development of the next Atari system, uh, the home computer uh, res revolution started to take off. You started seeing more uh, uh, more computers like uh, the Apple or, or in the uh, Commodore, stuff like that started hitting. Um, this led to the addition of a, of a keyboard and features to produce uh, the Atari 800. And then there was a smaller version of the four, Atari 400, uh, which had a keyboard. And I never really saw what – they didn't sell very many of these. So I don't know what the the uh, uh, what all those entailed as far as I don't know if they were just smaller computers with the video games or what, uh, but there was a keyboard and some other things with it. Um, like I said, these two came out the 800 and the 400 came out in 1980, uh, but uh, uh, but it didn't have the success as the 2600. They sold very few of them. Um, but from that, that platform, uh, the Atari released the 5200. Uh, this, call, this console had, uh, had no success at all uh, due to the in incompatibility with the 2600 games. So you couldn't play uh, the older games with this, uh, this new system. And they only had a few, uh, a few games dedicated to this system. Um, and it also, the controllers weren't very reliable on, on the 5200. So it did not have success either. So still, the 2600 is still, up to this point, is still the best Atari that they had out. Uh, so during, during this time of, of failed successors, uh, the 2600 just kept plugging along. They kept putting it out there a little bit. Uh, and, and then it sold, it sold millions of units. Atari accounted for a third of Warner's annual income and was the fastest growing company in the U S history at that time in the early eighties. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, but, uh, faced with fierce competition, uh, and price wars in the, in the game console, cause there was a lot of smaller handheld stuff, um, like little football games and, and baseball and, different kind of little handheld things as well. 
Um, the home, uh, let's see. It, uh, I lost my note where I was at. I'm sorry. Uh, so the, uh, the, the home computer, then the home computer markets were growing as well. Uh, Atari was never able to duplicate the success of the 2600. And then, uh, and then what followed after that, by 1983, we saw the crash, uh, video game crash. And that was mostly in due to um, Atari trying to get new games out for, for their 2600 and these other uh, consoles that weren't successful. Uh, with the success of the 2600, they kept putting new games out for it and they weren't quality games. Uh, so people started losing uh, uh, losing interest in these games because they weren't good. Uh, we know e even when they, they put Pac-Man out for the 2600, it wasn't the same as the arcade Pac-Man. Uh, right. The game, they had glitches in the, in the game. Um, some of the stuff, the, the, the way the layout was, was different. Um, uh, we know about the, the E.T. video game, uh, which I actually loved playing, although it was the, the most difficult game ever because <laughs> you'd fall in a pit and you could never get out. Uh, but I, for some reason, I loved playing that game. And, uh, uh, and Rainy actually has a copy of it in her E.T. room. So, uh, but it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> people it thought it was pretty much say it's the worst game ever. Uh, but yeah. I do remember playing some of these awful games. Even the, the Superman game wasn't that great. I remember trying to play it. Uh, but so they lost confidence in it. And so they just quit buying it. It was just the whole industry just nosedived in 1983. So that's the, the, you know, we talked about that in the Nintendo uh, episode we had um, about that crash and then what Nintendo did when it came in into the markets, what they had to do to get their video games into the entertainment system, into the market to, to, to get it going. Um, uh, so they had to use Teddy Ruxman to, to do that. But, uh, but anyway, listen to that episode if you want to hear all that. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, so struggling after the crash, Warner Communications started looking for a buyer for Atari, and they restructured the company to create Natco, which stood for New Atari Company, uh, which streamlined the company's facilities, uh, personnel, and spendings. Um, at this time, a lot of the guys from Atari, from the beginning of Atari, uh, they were already bailing ship, leaving um, all this kind of stuff, doing other things. Uh, they had a whole different kind of culture working at, at Atari, and and uh, there's several document documentaries, document documentaries, whatever you call them, <laughs> out there that you can watch um, that that kind of does that talks about that. But there's uh, so they 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 streamlined all that kind of stuff. And then in 1984, Natco was sold to Jack Trammell, uh, who was the guy who actually founded Commodore International. Uh, the Commodore Computers is what he did. And then Warner actually gained 20% stake in Trammell Technologies, which uh, was renamed after they, they purchased Atari to Atari Corporation. So it was only called Natco for, for a year, I think. Uh, so Warner did retain the arcade division, and named it Atari Games, 
but eventually sold it to uh, Damco in 1984. I mean, 1985. So they they didn't even keep that for a year before they sold it to, to somebody else. Um, but um, so under Trammell's ownership, Atari Corp. Uh, finished development on a 1632-bit computer system, the Atari ST. Uh, ST stands for 1632, uh, which had 16-bit bus and 32-bit processor core. I, I don't know much about that. Andrew may know more about that than I do. And those listening to us may know, the computer guys. Uh, but in 1985, several updates of the 8-bit computer line started to, to hit with the uh, Atari 65XE and Atari 130XE. Um, a lot of this under uh, Trammel actually kind of geared towards the home computer type stuff. Um, it wasn't much of video game consoles. Uh, so that was kind of what he was known. For. He knew more about was computers, and that's kind of the way it kind of uh, lean that way with the new Atari stuff. So, uh, so in 1986, Atari launched two consoles that were originally designed uh, under Warner back when they were still under Warner Communications. Um, they had the Atari 2600 Junior, I think, which was just a kind of a smaller version of the 2600, and then the Atari 7800, uh, which uh, which could actually play the original Atari. It, it could. Uh, retro play whatever that's called where you could play the older games where it's backwards um, compatible yeah backwards compatible that's it <laughs> yeah so it, it could be it could do that so the 7800 was was useful for that so um in 1987 atari acquired federation federated group uh which was a chain of consumer electronic retail stores um uh, like I said, with the the Nintendo Entertainment System, how they had to get in there, get the, get in the door, get their foot in the door, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they did what they had to do with that. Uh, Atari, because of the crash, nobody had any, uh, nobody wanted it anymore. Nobody had any faith in it, and say, hey, video games consoles, we're not putting out in the market. We don't want to sell it anymore. We're just getting hung with it. We don't want to buy them, uh, buy to sell. So. So what they did, what Atari did, was they bought their own line of ch uh, chain of stores. So if they own the store, they can get the product out to the public. So that's what they did. So they used that to kind of gain ground back up uh, for what they lost from the crash. Uh, so this, this retail store chain had 67 stores in California, Arizona, Texas, and Kansas, uh, which secured shelf space for, their, for the consoles. Uh, because of the time, other major American electronic outlets were reluctant to carry Atari-branded computers. Um, and then two-thirds of Atari's PC production was actually sold in Europe. So here in the U.S., they didn't, it, it wasn't, a, nobody wanted them here in the U.S. Uh, uh, yeah, so in 1988, Atari unveiled the 1040 STF and Mega ST computers. Again, those are computer-based uh, things. Uh, mm -hmm. 1989, um, so they, they jumped back in trying to get the video consoles. Uh, 89 was big for you know the Game Boy, so you had handheld stuff. So Atari released the Atari Lynx, uh, which was a handheld console with color graphics. 
but they had some issues, kind of like now. It's, they, were, they had a shortage of parts uh, that kept the system from being released nationwide for the 1989 Christmas season. And the Lynx lost market share uh, to the Game Boy, which was cheaper, uh, had better battery life, and was the only problem between the difference was the Game Boy was black and white, not color. Uh, but with like being cheaper and more availability, uh, everybody started picking up the Game Boy. So the Lynx, uh, the Lynx just they never it never hit like it like they hoped it would. Uh, let's see. So we skip to to 1993. Uh, they try one more time. Let's say one more time for for Atari. Uh, so they saw so. The, the, the newest Atari game system called the Jaguar uh, it hit the market in 1983 as the only 64-bit interactive media entertainment system available. Uh, but again, this system had poor sales and would be the last home console to be produced by Atari and the last to be produced by an American manufacturer until Microsoft's introduction of the Xbox in 2001. Yep. So, so they had these these great ideas. Uh, you know, they were the first you know home console really to be put out with the twenty six hundred. They they tried uh, the Lynx, which was a handheld, which was better than supposed to be better than the Game Boy, but they had issues. They couldn't get it out there, uh, so it failed. Uh, and then they put the Jaguar out, and then. For some reason, the Jaguar didn't didn't hit, uh, and I never played it, so I don't know the the issues and stuff it had. But uh, it, like I said, it, at the time, it was the only sixty four bit uh, console out there. It was the first one out there, and but it never it had issues uh, from what I can remember that it did have some issues. But like I said, I never played it, so I couldn't tell you the exact issues. Um, so uh, so. They had a lot of stuff rolling that could have gone their way, and it just just never did. Um, so by 1996, with the failure of the Lynx and the Jaguar, uh, Atari did not have a product to sell, and then the name just largely disappeared from the market. I know you saw uh, there's every so often there would be the another arcade game, which by then the arcade games and stuff uh, were kind of fading. They're not; they weren't as big in the 90s as they were in the 80s and 70s and 80s so um but uh and then nintendo came in and kind of swept everything up for that time period um one more thing about uh so like i said and in, in, in 1982 the atari 2600 uh, was the dominant game system in north america uh, it had quite a bit of competition uh, from some other uh, companies, uh, the uh, um, so when uh, I'm trying to read what I got here. Uh, so, just a couple, just one more note was that like Nintendo helped lead the recovery of the industry with the 1985 mm -hmm. launch of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, so this is what I'm trying to get to: production of the Atari 2600. Uh, ended on January 1st, 1992, uh, with an estimated 30 million units sold across its lifetime. So this was one of the most successful 
it's the only successful thing Atari ever had, really. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it started in 1977 and never ran out of production until January 1st, 1992. That's just amazing so. to me because uh, when Nintendo came out in 85, and I know it hit pretty strong in the later 80s, you know, mm-hmm. 88 or whatever, but for Atari to continue making 2600s all the way through 92. Mm-hmm. That's. I just assumed they had stopped making them. Mm-mm. No, they, they were still they were still be, being manufactured. So. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, it, it was released in September 1977, and ran all the way to the first of January 1992. Um, wow. I'm trying to read. Okay, so last. Go ahead, Andrew. Um, oh, here you go. They went through ninety one, yeah. basically, not, not through ninety two. Just correct myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, the first January. Yeah, yeah. But they were making twenty six hundreds, and actually manufacturing twenty six hundred <clears throat> after the Super Nintendo was released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's crazy to me. Um, real quick on on the timeline as well. I'm looking at. Uh, 1990, the final game for Atari that was made was Clax. Was the final game that Klax. was made for Atari? Clax. No, so they even made they even made the games up t- till 1990 for the for the 2600. So, um, um, let's see. Uh, a couple. One other thing. The the uh, the VCS model, you know, the very first one, it had a couple of extra. Um, uh, let's see, a couple of extra little toggle switches, which I don't know what they were. I don't have a good picture of it to exactly see what it is. But then from eighty till the end of its lifespan, the it only had four instead of six toggle switches. So I don't remember. I thought ours had the six, but I can't remember off the top of my head because we had one earlier. Um, so, well, you know we'll, uh, go ahead, John. No, I was going to say we'll go off your memory on that one because oh, yeah. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> um, do yeah. any of you know what the highest selling or the most sold Atari game is? Uh, Pac Man was. It was Pac Man. Even even though it had. Even though it had issues, Pac-Man was the the highest selling, and half of you know most of that was because it came with, uh, you know, when it first came out, they had Combat sold with it, and then was it eighty or eighty one? They started selling it with Pac-Man included with the game. It's so, kind of like Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, you know, for Nintendo. Was Pac-Man the one that they buried? <laughs> All the extra games that they couldn't sell. No, that was that was supposed to be an ET, but uh, was that ET? If you, if you watch the yeah. uh, what's the name of that that documentary? Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> ET. It's like game over, game over. <laughs> I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's Atari game over. Documentary. Um, documentary. I don't know why. I say documentary. That. Yeah, documentary. <laughs> Just say it fast. Okay. Uh, so I, I know everybody's laughing at me. Everybody's laughing at me listening to this. Why can't that idiot say that right? 
documentary. I'm gonna I'm gonna get with all your people you work with and have them say it to you all the time at work. Um, Pac-Man sold eight million ninety five thousand five hundred and eighty six. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just to compare that with the highest selling NES game, care to take a guess mm-hmm. at what it was? What was the question again? What'd you say? Highest selling NES game. Mario. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. No. So, uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original. Okay, the original. Uh, I, was, I was trying to... I, sold, I thought that would be too easy, but okay. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers sold 40,240,000 copies. Uh-huh. So, you're looking at quadrupling at plus the sales of what yeah. Nintendo was doing over Atari even though Atari was the most successful thing that Atari, like, that's just crazy. Yeah. If they would have added a few more bits, maybe they would have sold some more. Um, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the list at uh, 2.7 million uh, units sold that one. Uh, so it, it actually out- it sold, wow, it sold quite a bit more than I thought, yeah. Yeah, it, it outsold uh, Miss Pac-Man. Uh- I mean, even for a game that you could, you fall in a hole and you can't get out of the hole, there's a lot of people playing it. (laughs) And it's uh, Pitfall is the only non arcade port that beat uh, ET because ET was not an arcade port. So it's the only other one that was not an arcade port that that beat ET. And Pitfall sold 4 million copies. I mean, and that was the Pitfall highest. Was a, a big, yeah, it was a big game yeah. for that system. Yeah, uh, Donkey Kong sold more than Pitfall. Pitfall at four point eight or four point one million, and then Space Invaders comes in second at six point two. Um, yeah, all those are are actually arcade games. Yeah, yeah. So those are those are arcade games. People are buying those because they love playing the games. Um, mm-hmm. the arcade, you get them, you go home, you play them. Uh, Pitfall, ET the Extraterrestrial, Demon Attack. Um, adventure those are games that were, weren't they weren't those arcade ports so people were taking a risk adventure is probably my favorite i know mom always said it was her favorite as well but i really enjoyed uh working uh, uh playing uh adventure so and it's you know it's 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 just this pixelated looking stick figure that goes around fighting pixelated dragons uh, in a in a single colored background with a different colored wall that pixelated wall that you walk between that you keep keeps you in the screen uh, so yeah it's it's kind of completely different from what we talk about the new Zelda game will it go uh, <laughs> I mean I bet Zelda has a uh, a hidden wall that you can walk through somewhere though so probably yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know that came from adventure um, and it's you know, you go, you find a little whole pixelated rock. You know, that's what it is. Um, another one on this list, because uh, I was just looking through this list of the top 20. These are the top 25 best-selling ones. Um, at number 24 is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's from 1982. Yeah. I don't remember this game, obviously. I mean, I, it's older, <laughs> older than me. I don't remember this game. But I just trying to think about how you would play... Raiders of the Lost Ark on an Atari. I remember the Temple of Doom game on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't I don't remember this one. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Um, also, just a couple ahead of that one, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, released in '82. Um, seems like that one would be pretty pretty self-explanatory. You just kind of fly around in space and shoot at things. Yeah, like maybe I, I other guess. other X-wings. Um, may, uh, what game do you it may be. Uh, it could be one where I know there was a game similar to. You know where he's riding the, in that trench on the Death Star, and it it zeroes into the uh, shooting into the hole with the the bullseye. The uh, what do you call it that sits in front of you there? Um, <laughs> uh, I know there's there's a game that's similar to that as well. I can't remember the name of that one. Which one that one is? Um, what what game do you remember playing the most, Michael? Um, Et. Uh, we played um, Asteroids quite a bit. Uh, Space Invaders. Space Invaders probably the most, I think. Um, I'm looking over a list of names here that, that I remember. Uh, so there was Adventure. We had... Uh, is that the Outlaw game? There's an outlaw no. game that was that we played. Um, John, what do you think? Is that? Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I, I've got a plane. I, I just pulled the no. same thing up. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. Um, well, I've got the video going, and it's kind of kind of disturbing. What are you? What? Are, which which character? Which one are you? And like the character at the bottom looks like maybe I don't know. Are they detached heads? Is that what's going on here? <clears throat> so, no. I, okay. I do remember the little, little squiggly dude. line up there that you're looking at is a snake, I think. Okay. Well, the guy that sense. has the little cowboy yeah. hat right here. They What? Uh-huh. I don't see the a guy cowboy that, hat. The little, the little lamp with the cowboy hat. <laughs> they, the the lamp, hats look the, the same. The lamp with the cowboy no, no, no. hat. You're not, you're not the dudes with the eyeballs. What are those? I don't know. Oh, that's a that's the character. Is that the the lamp? The lamp with the cowboy hat looking thing is is Indiana Jones. That's the character. <laughs> <laughs> this and the video I'm right playing here. over. This, is, yeah, there right you go. Here. That's that's your you're highlighting that's, now is Indiana Jones. That's the Jones. character. That's who so you what are. What is this? What is this? I thought this was the character. It looks like a face wrapped in a turban, like. You know, he wraps up when he's in the desert. <laughs> That's a snake. Sure. What is this? Mm. And is this not just a big uh, dirt I road? I don't know. And, no, I don't and know these are hieroglyphs. I don't... No, that's what know. you have down here. That's your whip, your gun, you have a key, and whatever else that other one was. Yeah, a bomb, a grenade. Interesting. Yeah. So, I will so, give them that most of their covers are pretty good. I like the covers of the video games. Uh, the artwork, the artwork that they put into these uh, looks great on the 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 cover of the boxes that the cartridges came in, and the cover, the little sticker on the front of the cartridge. Uh, if you look at that, there's actually some pretty good artwork on every on all of those. 
and it's, right, you know, let's, it's, it's... Let's, uh, let's talk about E.T. Okay. I'm going to give Michael some nightmares. Let's talk about E.T. <laughs> Stuck in the pit. Oh, you, you fell in the pit. You're going to die in the pit. So this game... Um, you can stretch your neck out. Uh-huh. And, and I don't really know what you did in this you game. floated. Well, I get that. You floated. You gotta, and I don't... What what was the? I just don't know what they like. You had, the whole thing you had to gather there. pieces to make the phone to phone home, and when you put the phone together, your spaceship would come and pick you up, and that was the end of the game. But the hard part was if you got too close to one of the pits, you would fall in, and then you could. It's almost impossible to get out of the pit, and so you end up dying inside the pit. Okay, so this uh, is where we're. This is your spaceship. That's, that's right? your spaceship. I think that's the beginning when it, it drops you off and takes it drops off. You off. With when you build your little phone, you call, yeah, you call home, you phone home, and then you go back to this screen and it comes down and picks you up. So, okay, yeah. But uh, the way the is... way the ET character when he's work walking around those pits. You can you don't even have to get close to it and you still fall in. So that's it's the, probably the best part of the whole game. <laughs> his sharp his, his heart. Yeah, his heart faced face. His heart shaped okay. face. So Andrew, you were talking about the nine 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 nine? Yeah. That's how many steps you have to get it done. Yeah, yeah. So your that number counts down, and when it gets to zero, you lose. Right. Yeah, what the amount of steps? What? I'm sitting here watching it, and it's counting down every step. It counts down. Yeah. What? Could you imagine if they um, counted steps in like Legend of Zelda, <laughs> like <laughs> Scout, any of the Legend of Zelda games? <laughs> We'd be in so much trouble. Um, okay, what's another good Atari game like that you guys remember? Oh, uh, we were talking about it. Go to, go to, I think Tank is that the one I'm thinking of that had the uh, uh, or Combat? Is it Combat? Oh, Combat. Combat is yeah. the one you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah Combat because you had the, the tanks and you also had one where you had the airplanes that would fly and you'd shoot each other. Um, but that was another one we played quite a bit because you had you had a tank on you. You just like two player. You had a tank on each side, and then you would shoot. But you can actually shoot the walls and, and deteriorate the walls like you do in in uh, Space Invaders. And then you would try to shoot your the other opponent. And when you did, when you hit him, he would spin out of control. And then when he stopped, he's facing a completely different direction. And while he's trying to turn around to get back to you, you're right there on him again, shooting him again. And he spins back around, and you keep spinning because, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, oh, that's the John game play there. That's, I was trying to get uh, that one up, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's one we played quite a bit. Uh, they had different levels where, you know, this one we're looking at now has no walls. And then you get into one where you have a bunch, <laughs> bunch of walls. But uh, when you shoot the bullets – Sometimes, well, yeah, I guess I guess it doesn't really eat the walls. Uh, it bounces off the walls and it ricochets. Yeah. That's what it does. So, um, 
but yeah, when you hit it, yeah. sometimes sometimes it would shoot you right through the wall to the next side, and then yeah, the same as it just did right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it's it's uh it's very frustrating if you can't turn around quick enough to shoot the other guy because he keeps shooting you and you can't and you end up losing. <laughs> so, uh, but the same thing, it has airplanes, uh, and you go around the clouds similar to the walls on this. Um, but I thought you, I thought you actually shot through the walls. Yeah, like there's some there. airplanes right there, uh, yeah, with clouds, so you can hide behind the clouds yeah. in this one. Yeah. But it's the same thing. You shoot each other. Um, another game we played a lot of was Asteroids. Asteroids, yeah. Which you had, you had a spaceship, and you had one little spot, and you would shoot the asteroids and the other UFOs that went across. Uh, but just as soon as you you would move just enough, it would catch it, and you start drifting off, and then you're just you're just pretty much screwed when you're drifting because then you you're trying, and then you start getting faster and faster, and you got all these asteroids coming at you, and you're trying to shoot them before they hit you, and it, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So, um, I was just <laughs> oh. was some great games back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. You think, you think games are hard now? You go back and play those games. You can see how hard and frustrating they can be. <laughs> um, another one that I don't remember, Marble Madness, um, which happens to be the music that we're listening to right now. I don't know what's going on in the screen, but this is supposed to be Marble Madness. Um, maybe this I is remember a... the name, but I don't remember playing it. So, based off of the Atari stuff, I remember it, but I don't remember it on, or not the Atari, the uh, um, arcade console. It looks very familiar, but I don't remember playing on Atari. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, so, so the, the original, um, the original nine games that were launched in 1977 with it, uh, there was Air Sea Battle, Basic Math, aka Fun Fun with Numbers. Um, you had Blackjack, which we had Blackjack. I do remember playing that. Uh, we had Combat. That's another one. Um, Indy 500 uh, was out. Uh, Starship was an outer space game. Um, you had Street Racer. Uh, then you had Surround, which uh, this says is kind of like a chase game. So I guess you chase uh, somebody around. And then you have Video Olympics which was uh, was listed as Pong Sports. So it had different kind of, uh, it's like hockey and so basketball. You played, you, you played table tennis and or some, tennis? Some tennis and yeah. So there's some other things in there. Uh, but yeah, those are the original nine. There was nine games that came out with it when it was released. So Interesting. I don't know. I've been watching this and I don't know what it is, Andrew. Um, you're a marble and you're rolling on platforms. The the gray is the platform, right? And it it has drop offs. So every time it disappears, it's falling off the edge. Okay. It's so the dark brown is the, you don't want to fall into the dark brown spots or the crevices. Kind of like kind of like Cubert looks like. Kind of. Yeah. Here, if you like a, a primitive version of Cubert. Yeah, that's kind of. I don't know. It looks like it's kind of hard. You can't tell what's what. Well, you got to go right. down the little center spot here, I guess. You look at this, John. This will make more sense to you. This was the Atari, or not the Atari. Right. This was the, uh, no, I get that. 
Yeah. But this <laughs> this helps to make more sense as to what you're watching because you get the idea that there's a there's a platform you're supposed to be on and then you fall off. So um, yeah. I just don't remember the Atari part of it. I remember the uh, console the or the yeah the arcade console. The Oh, the arcade console. Yeah, the big wooden box. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we do have. Um, we could talk about any of these. Um, any of these other games? Uh, Kaboom, mm-hmm. Freeway, Laser Blast, Breakout, Warlord, Centipede. Lots of great stuff. Uh, but we do also have. Um, our segments back um, yeah. with Larry. Good. Uh, say it a little louder, John. <laughs> Give me a good one. Said <laughs> when you when you that needs to be the have it. Yeah, there we go. Not we'll as play. good as the first one I did. We need to rec- we need to, I need to find that one and record that one, John. Um, yeah, so what yeah. do you guys think? You think Larry had an a uh... an Atari? Did he have an, an Atari? Atari? Um, is he old enough to have one, or is he, did he have? Did he start out with Nintendo? I don't know. Let's let's listen to him. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, let's see. What hey, he hey, it's Larry. Uh, what's going on, guys? It's been a minute. Hey, um, Larry. This is a good one, though. Uh, the last couple episodes, I don't even remember those toys at all. But Atari, <laughs> dude. Of course, I had an Atari. Um, I think I even got like an Atari twenty six hundred for Christmas one year. Um, I vaguely remember that. I, uh, Christmas present for my grandma. Shout out to my grandma. Um, but yeah, uh, tons of great memories of playing Atari, like with my dad and stuff. A uh, couple of my favorite games that I remember. Um, Pitfall, River Raid, uh, Kaboom. Those uh, those old Activision games, those are the ones that stand out to me the most, man. Uh, Activision made some great games. And uh, I'm sure you guys talked about it, but uh, that E.T. game, yeah, totally had that one too. <laughs> Larry, thanks for uh, yeah. sending that in. That's great. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, most of the, the better games that were out there were active the Activision games. They were they were the best ones. Um, the graphics and stuff were a lot better with those than than the uh, original Atari made games. Um, so, Is that yeah. because they 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 were just dealing with the games, not having to worry about the console? Uh, probably so. Yeah. Because I feel like, uh, I mean, Nintendo, Xbox, Microsoft, you know, whatever. I know they're all making great games now, but for the companies that are not, that are making the games for the systems and not having to deal with anything with the system, do you think, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe it's a little different now because you have multiple teams and, and things. So you've got a team that's just working on the system and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. back then, they were doing all of it. So right. yeah, I just and wonder I mean- if that played into any of it. Nowadays, you know, you've got, you do have those, those companies that are just, that just make the games and then, then put it out there for the systems. Um, Like back then, Activision was one. Um, Nintendo did that for a little while too, making some of these uh, Atari games are Nintendo made games, uh, but they did have uh, a card, uh, uh, arcade games as well. But, um, but yeah, you have like, uh, like I don't know if it's Xbox or whatever with that owns that are part of the company now. But Bethesda was is a company that just 
for a while just made games. I think if I'm right, uh, I could be wrong, but but companies like that that just concentrate on the game and not the console or anything yeah. else, dealing with uh, having to put it out there for the public and stuff like that. Just all they had to do is just make a game and sell it to these companies to put in there to to play on their uh, consoles. Um, they seem to make the better game because that's what they're concentrating on. It's just that game. So like just Activision and, and stuff like that. Companies I like wonder, that. Uh, our buddy Nate from the, what used to be the Dorksmith podcast, um, does video game stuff. I wonder what his thought is on, you know, Atari and their games compared to Activision back then. I might have to message him and see what he thinks about that. Yeah, because um, I think he's part of, he was or still is part of EA Games, I think he... Yeah, he did some stuff on FIFA. He had some to with, with them. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's still with them or does that or not. He, he's, he's still in the video game business, I think, but I don't know if he still does that or not. So Yeah. So um, one of these days, well, maybe we'll have him on when we talk about, you know, one of the new video game consoles that we don't know anything about because, yeah, <laughs> if it's not Nintendo, we don't care. Um, that's just the way we are. Uh, we've always been a Nintendo family. Yeah, All right, what else? I just realized I didn't have my, my lights on, so I was dark on this video. Well, I don't know. You're, you keep <laughs> zooming in on your nose and stuff, so mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, that's, that's um, the I don't know what the camera's doing there. Yeah. What okay. what else we got about Atari? I mean, I I don't necessarily remember. I remember playing it. I don't really. I know that I did play it. I just don't remember you know any fond memories or anything about the Atari. I, just, it was kind of there. I love playing Atari. Um, and we had our select few games that we played. Um, I had a buddy of mine um, that when I went over to visit him, he had, I think he had almost every game, Atari game that was put out and released. Um, so we'd go in to his little game room and we'd, we'd look under the, the TV. There was Atari and then there was this whole, whole cabinet full of just, just the games. Uh, so we would just kind of randomly pick a game and we'd play it. So uh, that was always, always fun. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 that's one of my, I mean, I, that's what I grew up with more than Nintendo. Uh, but you guys, I know you two guys spent more time with Nintendo than I did. So, well, I mean, let's look at you're super old. The other two of us are, I mean, John's like middle old. And I'm I'm like the youngest. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm just a baby. You're, you're you're young old. Yeah, you're just young old. I'm just a baby. You know. Um, so that's how you know it works. I just remember playing it or having it. I don't really necessarily remember anything we did. I do remember combat a little bit, but like I said, that's only from seeing videos and being like, oh, I kind of remember that game. You know. So, and the paddles. Uh, talk about the, you know you had the joysticks, the paddles. I know I didn't say anything about those paddles, but all it was was you hold it and it had a knob and it would go back and forth yeah it wasn't really a uh it wasn't <laughs> like a paddle paddle but yeah let's so. let's rank these let's put this on our list the atari okay. 2600 i assume i mean that's basically what we're what we're rating here yeah we're just yeah um, we're just gonna rank the 2600 yes basically it's the 2600 i mean it's kind of all of atari but it's basically just the 2600 that's what everybody i want and that's I what everybody rank, remembers i wanted to rank the jaguar you want to rank the Jaguar so it's last no. on your list? Um, under Mango. I, I noticed. I noticed the last two they put out were, were were like cat names. You had Lynx and you had Jaguar. So I don't know. 
All right, so Michael. Uh, that's going to be number one for me. One. <gasps> Shocker! <laughs> we figured that. Uh, John, what do you got? I'm going to go number two. Number two for you. Um, and that's only because you're obsessed with Beetlejuice? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You've, you, you did say you, you are enjoying your Beetlejuice toys yeah. that, you, that you've gotten and stuff. Um, yeah, I still... They're, they're like little things I grab now. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so we'll we'll support that. This is going to be number one for me. Also, like I said, I remember it. Um, I were playing just just parts of it, and I've I've played an Atari since. Like not a lot, but I've, I've played some since. So um, I have. We have a uh, and and if I had more time, I'd play a little bit more of it. Um, we have one of the the new retro uh, ones because they they've come out the last. I guess the right. last 10 years, they put out a couple of these retro ones. And all these games, that, and it's the original Atari games. It's not any of these others, uh, Activision or anything. These are the, the Atari, Atari-made Atari games that are programmed in them. And I think the one I have has like 100-something, 108 different games in there. Um, so they have the whole library of Atari games that you can flip through and play. Um, I just have to plug it in and, and play it and... <laughs> I'm kind of lazy to plug it out. If one day I'll have a cabinet where I can set this stuff up and I can just go over there and press the on button and play it, I won't have to actually go back and plug it all back in, and and then have to unplug it and put it back up. So, oh, but uh, but yeah, that's it's, it's the, pretty fun to go fun, back man. and play um, to play these things. Yeah, that's that's part of the fun is being able to. And also, when I when I first got it, the controllers. Um, it was the, the, the lines that plugged into the console, the controller was so small. I ended up having to go buy a, uh, a wireless one because I've got such a big TV, my 65 inch TV and I'm playing an Atari game, which looks funny anyway on a 65 inch TV instead of a small eighties, seventies, eighties, uh, TV. But, uh, but you're playing that. But the wires aren't long enough. You're sitting right up close to it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it is very weird playing playing that on on such a big TV. So. Yeah. And it, it kind of skews some of the graphics when you do that. So it is it is kind of kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. that's ranked. We got it up there. Um, obviously, yeah. Like I said, number one for me, one for Michael, number two for John. Um, that's all right. It's all good. Um, what uh, what else we got? Sorry. What else do we have for Atari? What? We have anything else? John's obsessed with the Nintendo. No. Um. No, I don't. No. I mean, a pretty good little history for them. They started what we you know consider now a hundred billion dollar corp or industry basically. So yeah. Um. There's lots of things I would I would consider to say without Atari. Um, there'd be a lot of jobs that wouldn't be out there, not only in that industry, but in just like different computer industries. It helped push a lot of those forward. So um, I'm very appreciative to to Atari. Yeah. Um, another little tidbit that I saw the uh, the, the Atari logo, the, the A looking uh, logo, uh, the line because it's made out of three different lines. Uh, the two sides curve up, and then you have the straight line in the middle. Um, the straight line 
is like the net and pong and the two other lines that curve up next on each side of it are are the two players from pong is what it was relayed um and some notes that i saw so heard that's it looks like three lines that make an a to me yeah (laughs) i always thought it was like a little spaceship looking thing uh like on on the asteroid it makes more sense like the asteroid the asteroid spaceship yeah, yeah. But the way they explain the three lines, how they got the three different lines, that's how they that's how it was explained. Interesting. Yeah. I mean it makes sense. Um it's yeah. kind of cool. I like it. Um all right, well with that I think we can call this one a wrap. We got talked a lot all about Atari. Sorry, we I figured it'd kind of be a longer episode. We talked more about the games, but um getting the history of the company, I think it's cool. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and how, how you thought it would be a great company, and then it just it just had it, failure after failure after failure. But it's it still nosedived, yeah, on chugging along, and it it started the whole video game industry pretty much. Like say, I I feel like they pushed the envelope a lot. Um, it didn't always succeed, but they pushed the envelope. So, um, be sure you check out us over at Cross the Streams Media with all of our, excuse me, uh, partner podcasts Here. we have over there. Uh, there's quite a few of them. I'm not going to list all of them, uh, but there's a few good ones. Um, the Movie Gap and Front Row Negative, a couple of our good friends there. Um, so be sure you give those a listen. Um, and over at Cross Streams, you can also leave us a voicemail like we listened to Larry earlier. Um, if you guys send us a voicemail, we'll be happy to play it on here and give us, you know, maybe we'll start doing a retro thing where we talk about some of the episodes that we've talked about with your favorite toys. So. Uh, be sure to do that. Uh, check us out on all the social medias. Find us at Toy Rewind Podcast. Um, sorry, <laughs> I blanked for a minute. I can't even think of what we're doing. Um, and so, uh, uh, and drop us a line. You drop us an email over at Toy Rewind Podcast at gmail.com or on any of those social media networks. So, um, and uh, I guess with that, on behalf of the Brothers Newland, thank you for listening to episode 110 uh, where we talked about Atari. And thank you. Play on. Play on. Hold on. Ooh. Gotta find the exit. <laughs> You've been listening to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Follow and join in the conversations at toyrewindpodcast.com. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.